Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Throw me the ball and watch what I do with it. Uh, uh, we got Bow Wow in the house. My man Lil Zane. What's up, everybody, and welcome to a another episode, going to be a very interesting episode of Believe in College Baseball. We are your hosts, Alan Siles and Orlando Razo. Thank you for tuning in. Um, if you didn't know already, you can listen to us on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play, and Luminary. If you like what you hear, give us a good rating. If you don't, don't give us a good rating, but let us know why. And be sure to subscribe to us. We love the five stars. We love the downloads. We love the listens. So just going to be very honest with you today, obviously. Um, and what's crazy is by the time we get this out, a lot more could break. Uh, you know, it's going to be a different episode. Me and Orlando, we have our phones because things just continue to keep breaking as, you know, we sat here and did the pre the pre-show meeting and while that's happening things are breaking so uh as everybody knows this is crazy right now so the, the way things are probably going to shake out we're going to talk obviously talk about the coronavirus and how it's affecting sports in general um and you know specific also college baseball which they haven't really mentioned so much in the mainstream media and then um gonna get into a little bit of some of the pictures performances and things like that that's going to be orlando and then just to kind of brighten the mood and give bring some um lightheartedness we're going to get into the who blew your midweek and that's pretty much it man i think you know this first segment i was saying to orlando is probably going to take a little bit so orlando let's just get right into it what are your feelings about everything you know let's just kind of go off the cuff uh, the only thing we had to say as far as college baseball specifically at this point is that uh, everybody heard about the Ivy league canceling their college basketball tournament. They also call it uh, canceled their college baseball season. So that's tough. I know kids are appealing, trying to get another year eligibility, which I'm sure they will not have a problem doing, but um, a lot can happen in a year. I mean, Orlando, what are your thoughts on all this? Well, if the NCAA just decides to – I could really see the NCAA dropping the hammer and just being like, nope, sorry, too bad. Um, yeah. Because that's just kind of how they roll. It's Yeah, it's how they roll. And like we, we've talked about before, and, you know, I've said jokingly about Temple losing their baseball and softball teams, these aren't the sports that make money. So it's like if you're willing to lose money on March Madness, 
you really think we're going to take a chance on college baseball? Like, I, we love college baseball, but this is just – this is just reality. The, the, reality the reality of it. It's the reality, reality of it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it feels like uh, – like, I was just at work today on my phone pretty much the whole day. Right. Um, trying to like checking updates. Okay. This team is now not allowing fans. This team's now not, I mean, it seemed like it was about 15 teams per hour. They came out and said, they're not allowing fans. I mean, these are the days that, and, and, you know, this is obviously a very, very difficult subject to kind of grasp. I mean, this is, I've never, there's obviously there's been outbreaks in my lifetime. I've never had it. You know, we, I don't know if you can remember, but we've never had it to this degree where no. they're canceling seasons, the NBA season's getting canceled, NASCAR just canceled their season. Um, you know, obviously the Ivy League canceled all spring sports. So we've never like dealt with this before. So there's obviously going to be a lot of emotions. I mean, the first, my first thought is, okay we want to think about those that are actually affected by this people that have lost their parents. They've lost their grandparents right. um, to this horrible disease. And then you think of those that have recovered. You're like, okay, well, I'm glad they're okay. And then you feel for the players that don't, they just kind of got their season snatched away from them by this dickhead virus that is ravaging the world pretty much. Right. But it's one of those things where you, I mean, the ultimate, this is the ultimate Twitter day where you just go on Twitter and you have people that are, think they're doctors that are classifying this as mass hysteria. And it's like, buddy, I I get it. I get it. But this is like you said, you said in this, in the pre-show meeting, this is not the media doing this. Not anymore. Covering this. Right. Right. Like these are organizations that are taking advice from the smartest medical professionals on the planet, like that right. are in the universe. Yeah, yeah. Did you see um, this meme that's going around? I think it's more of like, I, I, it's more of like, you know, those memes that either, it's the same people, I'll put it to you like this, the same people that post the, if you don't like what I post, stop being, stop being sensitive and just unfollow me. The same people that post that, that those type of people have been posting. It's this Scooby, the Scooby-Doo meme where they, uh, it says Corona. It's like when they find a bad guy and it says coronavirus, And then the next clip or scene is them pulling off the mask. And it's a bunch of media outlet logos. And it's like, that's the reason there's fear. And it's like, um, there have been deaths, so I don't know if that's the reason there's fear. You know, that it's, it's, it seems a little extreme to me, but that's yeah, like their thing. Like when a con- there's a whole country that is on lockdown, like right. no, one's, no one's allowed to leave. Right, right. It's, there's so many layers to this, and obviously we're not going to touch all of it. I think the biggest one, like, you know, we talked a little bit about earlier is just we're just still waiting to see what comes next. I mean, Rudy Gobert is 27. What do they keep saying? If you're young, you're fine. Okay. Well, this guy, you know, he's got to be one of the top in the top 10% for healthy as far as like, I don't know how he eats, but at least he's healthy enough to play in the NBA. So 
you know, this is, I don't want to say a good case, but if, if, if there's anybody that, you know, is in the young and healthy category, you would think he's pretty close to it. Um, and then you have a Tom Hanks and his wife who they're older, you know, so. Right. But Tom Hanks, I mean, that guy has been through the ringer. He was kidnapped. He drove a train to the North pole. Yeah. yeah I mean, he, um, yeah, this is just, it's just a lot. It's just a lot to take in, man. And you know, all the, all the players out there and we kind of talked about it, you know, not to be extreme or anything like that to everybody listening, but we're recording this right now. And like I said, a lot changed. We woke up in the morning. It was Ivy league tournament and probably around the same time Ivy league spring sports, 10 hours later, the NBA season was suspended. So we don't know what's going to happen by next week, let alone, you know, any, any time before then. So what we're really trying to say is we always say it, hit, you know, check out our Twitter, check out our Instagram, because if something crazy happens, you know, a lot of these sports talking heads like us might not have that much to talk about. So it's going to be very interesting. Yeah, no, it's, uh, Yeah, like we said, it's such a complex issue. Just let it, like, don't react in the moment. Like, obviously, Twitter is awesome because it's just people reacting. Right. And you see all these just absolutely idiotic opinions. Yes. But just let it play out. Like, there's a reason there's experts on this. There are experts, believe it or not that are trained to fight a global pandemic. So, I mean, I think we should maybe just let them do their jobs. That's just kind of my, my two cents. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, a lot's going to happen from the next, from now until the next podcast. I mean, and I'm fearing for the worst, which I mean, it absolutely sucks. Like we just started this podcast. Right. And I mean, like, there's a real possibility that there will be no college baseball by next week. It's, 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 it's a huge possibility. Um, just cause we said it, it, you know, I have a famous saying that I tend to, you know, tend to say in times where I feel it kind of fits and, it, and, you know, I always ask myself, is the juice worth the squeeze? And When it comes to the sports that don't really bring in that much money besides the SEC and maybe the ACC, when it comes to college baseball for the NCAA, if they're willing, basically whatever they're willing to do to March Madness, expect the worst for college baseball. Because if they're willing to take a hit for uh, March Madness, you know they'll take the same hit for college baseball. So that's really all we need to know. Like if, if the March Madness tournament gets canceled, there's no way they're playing the college baseball season. I don't see how. That's their biggest money grab. And the reason, um, you know, we're being a little extreme right now when it comes to the connection between the sports is because during the pre-show meeting, Orlando saw on his phone that Fred Hoiberg, the head coach for Nebraska, Nebraska, um, left the game with the illness and you know, Orlando had a good point. Why was he coaching there unless it just got significantly worse after the game? 
But now that's a whole team. Now I think they they lost, but they played Indiana. Who goes on? Right. Or I mean, like Rudy Gobert has been probably. I mean, he's had the virus since what? Like we don't even know when yeah. he's had it. We don't know how many. Like they, we don't know how many games they played. Right. During yeah, that, I, that's why when like you you have to think about like the ramifications of the not just the person affected but the people that he's come in contact with there have been like, there's a ref. The reason they were going to play that new Orleans Sacramento game tonight. Right. But there was a ref that refed in the game on Monday with Utah. So he's been exposed. Now oh. he's going to go ref this game. So that's why they canceled it. So it's that's like, why they had to cancel the season. Yes, exactly. And in the last, I think it was the last like five days every NBA team has had some sort of contact, whether it be through secondhand or whatever right, right. with each other. Yeah, so, it's, it's, it's quite the rabbit hole. Yeah, and we're not pretending to be pandemic experts here. No, these are just, we, all we're, we have not really said, we, there are no opinions to be had here. We're not going to tell you to don't leave your apartment. We're not going to tell you to live your life and go, you know, fly, all around all around the globe and because that's basically what you see on twitter the two extremes but i did see on um obviously on social media that now they're thinking well major league baseball now you're on the clock because i don't know i don't know you know what i mean they're playing spring training right now and i don't think anything has been said but um let me think he's on the jazz the Jazz do not have a baseball team, and even if they did, they definitely wouldn't be playing spring training in Utah. Uh, but the teams that he played, um, we'd have to check. So, like we said, it, a lot can change, you know, throughout the course of this. Man, it's it's wild. It's it's a movie. It's fucking. It's crazy. Yeah, it's- I've been feel. I was telling Orlando in the pre-show. I feel like uh, Will Smith and I am legend because uh, instead of a dog, I just got my cat and, you know, it was, it was cute at first. Uh, it's been since like last Tuesday. I've been working from home. Um, and now I'm just like, there's just no, I, I think at first when it's like, okay, it'll be a couple weeks. And now what's crazy is a lot of my friends, now their companies are just now saying, hey, you know, you're about to start working from home next week. So I'm like, oh, if anything, my job just jumped the gun a little bit, but that doesn't mean we're not going to go back any earlier if other companies are, right. still getting, is, are still getting asked to work from home. So, hi, hi, hi. It's something else, man. But, okay, obviously we're not going to directly stop talking about this but we are going to try to get to some x's and o's here because after all you know we got to give you all what you need so orlando let's get to some of the pitchers duels with my golden spikes pick um from vandy and all that good stuff was really looking forward to that game all week um it lived up to its billing with the pitching although it didn't quite if that makes sense uh kumar had a rough game um but yeah yeah we'll be all right yeah oh uh trust me this this was 
I, I'm dead serious. He, he had nothing like he had right. absolutely nothing. I felt bad for CJ, my guy, CJ guys sitting back there, setting up inside Kumar's throwing it in the other batter's box. Right. Setting right. Up outside. He's throwing it behind the hitter. Yeah. I got a question for you. What do you think? Cause he's my golden spikes pick. Do you think this hurts him more or let's say they, let's say if he went out and did the same thing, basically against a team that they were supposed to be like Kentucky, like what looks worse to the voters for golden spikes, him doing it in a big game, not showing up in a big game or not showing up in a game that maybe, you know, you weren't completely focused for because they're, you're better than them. I think this probably hurts more, although I don't think this hurts him at all because I walked away from this game like even more impressed with him because his line was three innings, two hits, three runs, only two of them were earned, four walks, and I think he had two hit batsmen, but he also had seven punchies. Right. So if, and, and he, once again, he had nothing. And like, there was an old coach that I had very, very smart, brilliant guy who said that you're going to have 10 outings, three of them, you're going to have your absolute best stuff. Like right. not even, not even close. Like you're going to have everything. You're going to have all three pitches working. Everything's going to be fine. And you're going to cruise mm-hmm. five of them. You are going to have probably two pitches that you might not be comfortable in one inning. You might be more comfortable in another inning. And then you're going to have two outings where you just have absolute dog shit. And he had absolute dog shit. Right. And still like they were still in a position to win that game. And like, Mm -hmm. that's all you have to do in those outings where you just have nothing. It's like, okay, you're fighting for your life and you got to find a way to keep your offense in the game, find a way to keep, you know, give your team a chance to win the game. Right. Right. And he did that. Like, I mean, yeah, he only went three innings, but he gives up two runs like Vandy was in it all the way until the end. Um, so, I mean, I walked away from there thinking like that was the, one of his two outings there and he passed the test. Like he right. somehow found a way to like keep his team in the game, even though he only went three innings. Right. Well, Hey, you know, he lives, he lives. Um, what else do you got? Well, on the other side of that, Zach Petway was really fun to watch from Mm -hmm. UCLA. And I mean, this is my first time watching him. Um, He has kind of like a funky delivery. Uh, It's like really quick and his arms kind of compact. He's got a lot of moving. But the kid competes and he has like brilliant command, which for a college pitcher, that's, you know, uh, if, if you're commanding, you know, low, low nineties with three pitches for strikes, you're going to dominate right, a lot right. of college teams. And I mean, like just his whole rhythm, I thought was really good too. He got, you know, innings three through five, he was cruising. And I think he had one where he quick pitched Austin Martin, like caught him off guard. You, you're stealing a strike there and right. you're, cha- you're dictating the at bat. Mm-hmm. So he was dictating every at bat. And then at the back end of the bullpen, they have uh, this guy Holden Powell, who 
he was, I think he was like 95, 96, 94, 96. Right. And it's a sinker. It's not like a, it's, it's a power, power pitch. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's disgusting as well. So UCLA is legit. Like they're for real. They got a legitimate ace. They got a guy at the back end of the bullpen that can hold it down. Um, and then their offense, I mean, they were, they had a game plan with Kumar. Like, granted, he helped them out, but they had a game plan with him. We're going to see as many pitches as possible. And he kind of fell into it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was really fun watching the two guys from UCLA, uh, you know, really compete. Uh, I enjoyed it. Um, what, lastly, before before you go on, how did you feel? Did you ever have a situation like because coaches always told us this? And I, to be honest, it's funny that I, I'm sure it worked at times, but I only really remember the, to- the times where it didn't. And it's basically if a pitcher is rolling, quick pitching, um, quick pitching, but also just like in a zone, the coach and you probably heard it from being in the dugout when a uh, when a pitcher was doing this to your team, the coach would always say, guys, you know, like, get them off, get them out of their game, like get them out their rhythm, walk in there, step out, you know, call time. And we would, and it would always be in like the, it would be like a little late. It would be like, okay, we've gone around the, we've gone around the batting order twice and we haven't done anything. Now it's like the fourth, fifth, and now coach is like starting to get a little nervous. So he like step out, like do something and everyone does it. And like, I don't know if it's ever actually worked because you're just already rolling. You know what I mean? Like you're already rolling as a pitcher and like, okay, I stepped out. And you know, the other one I hated is when they were pouring in the strike zone, unless it was, I don't know, the eighth or ninth inning, maybe seventh inning, seventh through ninth take a strike just take a strike and it's like he's throwing strikes you know it's like the take a strike one was for me the guy's all over the place he just threw six balls in a row I'm gonna take a strike not okay he just went he just went four pitches on the guy in front of me and five or three pitches on the guy in front of him so I'm supposed to go up here first pitch fastball on all of them so I'm supposed to go up here and just take probably the best pitch I might see all at bat and yeah. I don't think it ever, it ever, it never worked. And I feel like it almost made, like, if a pitcher kind of knows that, it gives you an advantage because you're like, I can, I can see how my fastball's feeling right now because I know you're, t- or my curve, my off speed, because I know you're taking a strike. You know what I mean? And I hated both those things so much. Step out the box, take some time. It's like, it doesn't work. They're rolling. You just got to figure it out. Yeah, Duke tried that last year in the super regional with Kumar and right. struck the guy out and screamed at their dugout. So right. 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 Backfires. I, I like, I agree. I've never seen it work. Yeah. Like, but how they, many times have you seen the guy tie his shoe and then hit a bomb? Never, never. Because you're already saying you're better than our team right now. And the pitcher knows that, you know, they're like at best you're looking to get lucky with like a knock or a walk. And please don't tie your shoe and try some BS drag bunt. Cause then I know you're not re- You're not trying to hit and I'm just going to pound the zone. Like, and I feel like not to get too deep, you can even feel it from the other team, like from the dugout, like, 
let's say that a pitcher who's been rolling, if he throws one strike, and, or if he th- starts with a ball and the team is like juiced, like it's now a 3-1 count, it's like, dang, you guys are really just begging for a walk here. And then if you go fastball, now it's 1-1. You know, and it just feels like such a hole, especially even if you're only winning like three nothing. But I just had to say, because you talked about the UCLA pitcher rolling, that I don't think Vanderbilt has to do any of that stuff. But it just brought back memories of when that just it never worked. Yeah, um, it absolutely energizes the other dugout. Right. Yeah. It, I mean, there's just no there's no point in doing it. Um I, as a coach, that's like strict. I mean, that's out of Little League. Like, that's mm-hmm. out of Little League. That you see that in like movies. It's like, oh well, you know, it must work in the real game, right? If you know, get him, get him out of his rhythm. Yeah, it's like a secret play in the movies. Like, tie your shoe. It's like slow motion. Then they drop a dinger. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I don't get that. Um, All right, but what were you gonna say? Well, the last thing I'd say with Kumar, like the only if I and I'm nitpicking here, right? He's six six, two fifty, throws ninety eight, and has a nasty slider. But I think he might like his slider a little bit too much. Like tries like, to get a little too cute, right? And he like gets a tries to get too many people to chase. I don't know if he's just he's just throwing it really hard, which is fine. Like you're gonna get a lot of swings and misses. Guys are not gonna be able to hit you. But when you get to the next level, you you can't let people eliminate one pitch. They always have to be set on one pitch. So if you're bouncing your slider, that pitch is gone. Like right. you they're gonna big leaguers and professional hitters are just gonna eliminate that pitch. And it makes 98 that much harder or that much easier, I should say, to hit, even though it's still hard to hit. Yeah. It makes it that much easier to time because they've eliminated one pitch already. But when you're throwing your fastball as your primary pitch, when you're letting it go, and trust me, college hitters, you throw that 96 mile an hour fastball majority of the time, even if it's down the middle, mm-hmm. they're still not going to hit it. Yeah. Most of I think that, and that kind of sounds like what you're not trying to read his mind, but it's almost like everybody knows that they're cheddar. So I'm going to trick them and throw a slider when it's like, dude, even if they, like they can know what you're coming, like know what you're throwing and maybe like a oppo taco happens every once in a while, but like they still have to hit it. Right. You know, right. like make them hit it. You're going to get so many swings and misses on that slider in college, but just be careful of losing that feel of your fastball because the fastball, I mean, you, you know, like right. the fastball is the, what everyone goes off of. Like, right. it's like, Oh, how's this fastball? But That's do you think very- this was a, but do you think this was a, uh, a product of facing UCLA? Like, I like I, I don't not to pick on Kentucky again, but I would be surprised if he came up with the same game plan against Kentucky. That's true, but I've seen him pitch now about five times, right. five six times, and every time he's thrown a lot of sliders. Right, right, and right. I, you know, like I said, I get it. It's disgusting, 
very few people could even touch it and people are going to chase it most of the time. I'm just saying at the next level, you're going to have to be a primary fastball guy. Right. That's why you're there. Right. You're there. You, you throw 98, throw 98. Right. Right. Let it go. Yeah. Um, but I, once again, I'm nitpicking. He's amazing. Um, you know, I, I walked away really impressed with his outing, even though he had nothing just, Hey, trust your shit. Trust yeah. your fastball. I hear you. But that's all I got, really. Um, okay. We don't have a, a ton of time to go over Asa Lacey's, Asa Lacey's uh, outing for AM, but he's a lefty. Um, I'll talk about him probably next week. I'll try and find some time. Um, but I love to watch this guy. He's a lefty, big hard thrower. I think he might have the best extension in the draft, like meaning he gets – fucking out front and he's releasing that ball close to home plate and that really plays with all his stuff he's got a really repeatable delivery and he's going to get big when he gets the pro ball Mm. Um, so I was really impressed with him Uh, but you know we're we're pressed for time because of uh, a global pandemic so yes you got okay so you know me you know it's um it is uh, turning into a fan favorite. I think I can't. I don't even know if this is the second or third week now. But who blew your midweek? You know, uh, it's everybody's favorite segment, except for the people and the teams that lost. Um, so let's get started. I'm actually gonna run through some of the scores today because I wrote this down. Uh, I wrote down the ones I have a little earlier in the week. Or sorry. I think I wrote it down yesterday after they happened, after the first midweek. So going through the Wednesday midweeks, let's see here. I actually watch. this is actually not on the list, but I watched this game live, Clemson, Winthrop. Clemson uh, is number 24. We actually talked about where the heck have they been, um, you know, just because they used to be a staple. Looks like they're starting to find their way. I'm going to be honest. Uh, this was just a matter of Clemson having better pitching because uh, Winthrop, what, they were not scared. They were actually, I think, 11-3 and three coming into today. One of those teams, one of our favorite teams that uh, didn't really beat anybody. So this was a good opportunity for them, and they weren't able to finish it out. They got walked off on. Um, but they played with a lot of heart. Uh, so Clemson escaped because uh, it would be one of those classic, you finally get ranked and then you lose. But uh, spending too much time on them since they did not. Okay. A couple of interesting uh, ranked games during this this midweek. Your Miami Hurricanes beat UCF 3-2. That was a 7-12 matchup. Um, And I still haven't actually said a blown midweek. Here we go. So this team, I don't know what their deal is, but this is the second time that they've been – featured on blue year midweek and they have all they've done is gone up in the rankings georgia and wait and if i'm not mistaken i think georgia might have dropped yesterday too let me double check because let me double check here i will edit out all this dead air well, if you uh, if you win on the weekends and then lose in the midweeks, it's not going to hurt you as bad. Georgia keeps winning on the weekends. That's true. That's true. Because their pitching's disgusting. But 
Okay, no, they didn't. Oh, yeah. So they played back-to-back. Okay, these are two terrible midweeks. Georgia played back-to-back Georgia Southern. They lost one to nothing. Uh, Auburn, number 18, played Georgia Tech. They lost six to two. Then they said, okay, let's run it back Wednesday. We blew our midweek for the time being. So Georgia comes back and says, you know what? Instead of losing by little, we're going to lose six to one to Georgia Southern. Uh, So that's not going to work. And then Auburn, coming off of their stinker, decides they want to lose to Wofford, four to three. Wofford, Mm. that little cute – it's not a French bulldog. I don't know what type of dog it is. The terriers. The terriers. The terriers. Uh, so Auburn and Georgia, you might want to, you know, um, I don't know. Yeah. Or play on Monday. I, I don't know. Figure it out. Okay. Who else blew your midweek? So number 10, Duke, lost to Davidson on a walk-off, um, which is a tough one. Walk-off so, home run. Walk-off home run. And he pimped it, too. Yeah, um, pimped the shit out of it. That was great. So, Tennessee, I, it wouldn't be a, an episode if I didn't shout out Tennessee. Tennessee didn't lose their midweek, but after finally getting respect, they lost their series at home to Wright State, which uh, is not a great look. Florida is no longer unbeaten. They lost to Florida State which snaps an 11-game winning streak that Florida had over Florida State, which is pretty crazy to me that with how good Florida State is, they've lost, they lost to Florida 11 straight times, even though Florida is always really good. That's, that's pretty hard because, you know, at least half those games were probably at Florida State. Um, but good for you for getting, getting off the schneid there. Yeah, that's, um, like the, uh, that's like the LSU-Alabama football rivalry where, like, Right. Alabama just beat them a bajillion times in a row. Exactly, exactly. It, it, How does that happen? It's almost like – I don't know who Florida owns more after seeing this stat. And you know what I'm going to say, Florida State or Miami. The well, only- yeah, I mean, uh, we we got to see when uh, they don't really have any other games, huh? They already played their series. They have no midweeks against them rest of the year. I don't know. I'll have to check, but you know I'll find out if they do. Oh, I know. I know you'll be watching. Canes are hot, though, so leave them out of this. Okay, for now. Okay, and this might be the ultimate um, who blew your midweek. Uh, And this deserves the game show sound. You blew your midweek. So, Butler, I don't know what your deal is. Um, Maybe there was some rain and you decided you just wanted to get some games in. But basically, the, the initial storyline is that Butler, who is a Division I school, um, lost to a D3 team that wasn't even ranked uh, in an actual game, which is kind of ridiculous. So it led me down a rabbit hole to figure out why in the world was Butler playing this team um, and I'm going to get the team now because they definitely deserve a, a name shout out. Why in the world was Butler playing Baldwin Wallace in Florida? Well, maybe Baldwin Wallace is in Florida. No, it's in Ohio. So then I end up seeing who else was at this um, 
Snowbird Classic, and the other teams didn't seem to be D1 either. I'm not going to accuse Butler as trying to rank up, uh, rack up some games or some wins. Uh, maybe some of their games got rained out. I don't know. But all I know is this has to be one of, if not the worst, blown midweeks I've ever seen. <laughs> and we talked about what's a, wor- what's a harder conversation? The conversation, um, and I, I already know the answer, I think. Was it that 40 spot that, uh, what was it, San Diego City uh, yep. dropped or got dropped? Or I think they dropped on someone else. What's a harder conversation? That or you're a Division One team that just lost and you lost 12 to 9 to a Division Three team that isn't even in College Baseball Hub's top 25 schools. Yeah, shout out to the Hub. Um, It's got to be, number one, this is on Butler's coach. Sorry. Um, But you can't schedule these. First of all, it's it's losing 47 to two. That's emasculating. Right, right. You're going to remember that for the rest of your life. It's also junior college, though. So coming from a junior college, some of these kids, it's like you could, it's damn near something to keep them like in school to get their A, their AA, their associates. Right, right. Imperial Valley, it's like a, it could be like a social club. It's something to do while you're getting your AA. Right. Butler, on the other hand, and I don't want to take anything, I'm not trying to badmouth Division Three here. Right. There's a reason there's a reason there's divisions. Like right. There's that's just those are the facts. There's a yes. reason there's divisions. The division three teams are not as good as the division one teams. Maybe there's one or two or three that can compete. Right. But for the most part, they're significantly worse than the division one teams. And you give up twelve to a division three team. That is pretty inexcusable. Like that is, it's on the coach a million percent. Why are you scheduling a division three opponent? Nothing good can come of it. Nothing. It's like, you know what it is? Okay. So first of all, there were, uh, Baldwin Wallace committed three errors. Butler committed two. Baldwin Wallace had 15 hits. Butler had eight. I mean, it's Baldwin Wallace just, Flat out outplayed Butler. This should be balling, Wallace. Hey. Oh, man, that was good. And I think the worst part of it is we talk a lot about, and I've been on this show saying, and this is also um, a part of the fact that junior college does bring all walks of life, but I've been on this show saying there were some people on my temple Division one baseball team that probably would not have started um, for my junior college team on certain years, right? It's it's always relative. So that's one thing to say that this is Butler, like Butler. Baseball wise, clearly they're trying to figure it. What, what's their record? Clearly they're trying to figure it out. But this is a team that people have heard of. You know what I mean? Like. I'm on here. This is the Butler way. I mean, this is this is crazy 
Um, Baldwin Wallace. That's not that's not the Butler way. No, no. Uh, they're eight and seven. Butler is so clearly, you know. Oh, and then they played this team, St. Francis, and in parentheses it says Indiana. That's definitely not a division. That's definitely not. They won twenty-two to four. But St. Whenever you got to put the besides Miami, Ohio. Whenever you got to put the state, that tells me that you're not Division One. Look at it. baseball. Their next game against Siena Heights University. Butler, why do you keep playing non-Division One schools? This might be genius. Can you do that? Can you, like, play all Division Two opponents in all, the non-conference? Yeah, like, all, just... yeah. all midweeks in non-conference? It's like, it's genius until you lose. Right, right. But, I mean, hey, if you're going to, like, load up on series against what well, clearly you don't want to play. No one wants to play the Baldwin-Wallace. No one wants to play Baldwin Wallace right hey, now. Hey, they could make some noise. <laughs> They're gonna make some noise. But like if you just stack your non-conference schedule with like division three schools that I mean, and you just teed off like, hey, you know, hey, committee, let us in. we we went undefeated no. in non-conference. Yeah, this is a surefire way to not get an automatic bid if you don't win your conference. Even if you won your conference, they probably would still give you the worst seating ever you're yeah. headed, oh my yeah. God. You're headed to freaking lsu or florida have fun in that regional they take one look at your schedule they're like what the fuck they're <laughs> like well after i was done googling all the teams you played because i had never heard of any of them we decided you you get the last spot i don't care if you won your conference or not oh man yes yeah. So that has been that w- that led me down such a rabbit hole, and that's a good thing when you work from home. I had so much time uh, to to figure out where Baldwin Wallace is and try to figure out what in the what in the name of the good Lord Butler is doing because I don't know. Um, but shout out Baldwin Wallace. Okay, last question for you: Who feels better? Uh, let's say a a really good a like. A, a historically not good team, right? Like, um, we can put Butler in that category since they lost to a D3. Who feels better? Butler beating uh, a top five team in Division One. Uh, let's say Butler beats – well, you can't say Georgia because everyone beats Georgia in a midweek. Let's say they beat uh, – say they beat Florida. Say they beat number one next week in a midweek. Who feels better? Butler beating Florida or Baldwin Wallace beating a division one school in Butler from firsthand experience. I mean, it's gotta be Baldwin Wallace. The year that <laughs> Santa Barbara went to Omaha. Right. Um, I, I think it was, I didn't even, I was out that season. I was recovering from TJ, uh-huh. but we took two out of three from Santa Barbara that season. Right. So when they made it to Omaha, like the whole vibe on our team was like, hey, guys, like we should be in Omaha right now. Yeah. We beat the team that got to Omaha. We beat the team that beat Louisville. Like we're better than Louisville. Yeah. I mean, I'm assuming the same vibes going through Baldwin Wallace. So any team that Butler beats, if Butler makes it to – we'd have to get rid of divisions. If Butler makes it to the College World Series, Baldwin Wallace can say – that she could have been us. You got to give Baldwin Wallace the bid. If, if you have to, you have to. 
Oh, man. Yeah, that is just hilarious. Yeah, because we beat Virginia Tech my senior year. They were number 24. Um, and they had Chad Pender, who's now been on the A's for a couple years now. And it felt great. It was one of the showcase-type deals. But, yeah, it feels great until the next game, especially our team when we lost to someone we had no business losing to. And then it's like it never happened. You know what I mean? Like, Baldwin Wallace, they may be having a parade tomorrow. Um, well, as long as it's under a thousand people, they could have a parade yeah, to celebrate but, this thing. Yeah, make sure we're uh, washing hands at that. Yeah, point. yeah. So postpone the parade, but you deserve one. Anybody from Baldwin Wallace that is listening to this podcast, please come on the show. We want to know how tagging, good you feel. I'm tagging Baldwin Wallace in my. Oh, you have to. You have to. Um, but I think that's all I have as well. All right. I want to give uh, two quick shout outs. Number one, uh, left-handed freshman pitcher from Texas, Pete Hansen. I believe he's at 14 consecutive scoreless innings now to start his college career. Oh, wow. Uh, I, I gave him shout out in the preseason. Check the, check the fucking tapes. All right. We check in. I was right. I said, watch this kid. He's going to be a sleeper this year. He's in conversation to be in the weekend rotation as a freshman at Texas. And now he's got a zero bagel ERA. Did he throw against Fullerton? He did. He did. I believe he went, he came in relief. I think he threw like three innings of scoreless relief. Got it. Um, and then shout out another guy, uh, Long Beach state, Adam Seminaris. Uh, I think, I mean, his strikeout numbers this year are absurd. Right. Um, Every Friday, I actually actually missed one series violation of team rules. So that means the guy probably parties. Yeah. (laughs) The boy. Uh, But uh, his numbers are absurd this year. Long Beach has a legitimate one, two left-handed punch at the top of their rotation. Um, So I just wanted to give two little shout out to those guys. Um, I mean, they've just been shoving to start out the year. Yeah. Uh, Long Beach started out hot. I feel like, and and that's what's so funny when we sat here and did, and we didn't dive into, and I would like to know, you know, after they do the top 25, what's like 25, what's like 25 to 40? And just see, are a lot of these teams that weren't in the top 25, are they where they should be? Like we talked about Long Beach State. We talked about Clemson, like these historic teams that weren't in it. And now they're just chilling in the top 25. You know what I mean? More Clemson is barely in it, but Long Beach State's been, been in it for a couple of weeks now. And it's like, you, you're like, these teams sound, you, you know, they've been historically good. Where are they at? And then they're like, we didn't go anywhere. So it's, it's crazy how quick, like we talk about that. It's, it's nice. And it's refreshing that they kind of get the, SEC treatment in a way, but it took them years of success to get it. You know what I mean? Like no other Big West team can probably, uh, I don't know, Long Beach did beat some good teams, but I don't think they would have made the top 25 as quick if their name wasn't Long Beach State. Not to say they didn't deserve it, but. I think you're right. Yeah, like I think you're right, and Santa Barbara's starting to kind of earn that respect. Sure, sure. Um, I mean, granted, they've earned it. They had a huge sweep of Oregon State mm-hmm. that we didn't even talk about, um, but they're they're starting to kind of earn that reputation as I mean, they're a legitimate baseball school now. Right. Um, 
So like, it's kind of like the big three now it's Fullerton, even though Fullerton kind of stinks um, it's Long Beach and it's Santa Barbara. So those guys are starting to get the respect, but going back to your point about the top 25, I'm convinced that once they get to like 15, they're just like, Oh, well shit. Like who do we, let's just pick them. Like it's right. Right. It's a crap shoot. Yeah. Yeah. And once you get to t- 10, you know, 10 and under, obviously they're the best team. So this wouldn't happen, but like we talk about is, and you say, especially on the midweek games, Georgia could probably lose every midweek game at this point, And it wouldn't make a difference because they're not losing. They're losing the Georgia Southern really. And they probably wouldn't move. No, you know, so it's all very interesting stuff. It's good. It's a good show. It's a good, good show. show. We kept a good balance of Corona and actual sporting events. Right. Um, so I thought we had a good balance of that. Yep. Again, you got any gripes with us? Tweeted us. Baldwin Williams. Wallace, I think. Baldwin, Baldwin Wallace. <laughs> Baldwin Wallace tweeted us. We we just sucked you guys off for like 30 minutes on the show. So yeah. give us some love. Um, if you want to advertise with us, believe at believe.com. We would love for you to advertise with us. We would love to give you shout outs. We'd love for you to give us free stuff. We love free stuff. Um, so if you'd like to let us know, we're open to any advertisers. Um, we do have our first interview coming up. I've teased it for two weeks now, and we do have our first interview coming up. Um, it will air next week. It will be a part of the show. The wait is over. It's wait a good guest. And we'll start churning out guests after. Boom. Uh, so just be prepared. Lord willing. Lord willing. Or, yeah, <laughs> seriously. Let's uh, let's all band together too. You know, there's a lot of a lot of shit going on in the world right now. Let's all come together as one. Let's stop talking about who's a fucking doctor, who right. knows more about a global pandemic than who. Let's just let's all band together. I don't know what we can do because the NBA is not going to be going on. Maybe right. like, yeah, maybe we'll start like a Narcos podcast or. Hey, we'll, like we'll, that. we'll figure something out. You know, we like to talk, so we can talk about whatever, but uh, yeah, kind of, that's a good call, Orlando. You know, uh, like we talked about earlier, everybody check out the Twitter, check out the Instagram, you know, the underscore sales file sales with an I. At O-R-A-Z-O. O-R-A-Z-O. Thank you, Orlando. And we'll just let you know, you know, obviously if something crazy happens, like there's literally no games, then we might have to figure out what the deal is. Uh, Hopefully it doesn't come to that, but uh, we will definitely keep everybody in the loop. Stay safe out there. Use that Purell. Wash those hands. Um, Yeah, and until next time. We'll see ya. We'll talk to you. See ya. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, 
you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.